be awesome. We are diving back in to our Q and A, yeah. our, our prayer specific Q and A. Prayer. Yeah. So prayer. I'm excited about this one. Amen. Yeah. Good. So we've been talking about prayer, and we've been talking, you've been asking questions about prayer, and uh, we've been talking about the purposes of prayer. And yeah. so some of the things that we said was that prayer is commanded. Um, he says pray without ceasing. Uh, you see that prayer releases power uh, in James 5. Uh, you see that uh, when we pray a heartfelt prayer, earnest and heartfelt prayer, it, it releases tremendous power, dynamic in its working. And um, we've been looking at how prayer uh, fulfills the proper CPR, the communication, the partnership, the relationship. So we're, we communicate with God. We have communication. We hear from Him. He hears from us. He tells us things to do. Uh, we are able to communicate with Him. I mean, and just think about that in itself. God Almighty, Almighty God, allows us to talk to Him. You know, just think about that. You know, there's, I mean, there's a ton of humans I can't talk to. If I picked up the phone, they wouldn't answer. But God answers my prayer. You know, he answers my phone call. So that's, that's an amazing thing. Huh? Isn't there an old song? It's like, Jesus on the main line. Yeah. Tell him what you want. Jesus like on the main line. Tell him what you want. Yeah, there is. I think, I think Teddy sings that I one. I think so. Brother Ted Sr. sings it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I think he likes that one. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I like it though. <laughs> You'll have to hear it. I'll have to hear it again. I don't have all the words uh, memorized, but uh, but then you have a partnership. You know, God communicates to us and wants to partner with us. Yeah. You know, like He talked to uh, Moses and He partnered with Moses. He did not have to use Moses yeah. to deliver the people, but He chose to. He didn't have to go and talk to Abraham before He went to Sodom and Gomorrah and tell him His plans, but He did. You see, Jesus, it says, I now call you friends, and I'll disclose things to you. So there's a partnership. God's looking to partner with mankind. Does he have to? No. Should he? Logically, probably no. You know, uh, But he wants to, and that's an amazing thing. He wants to partner with mankind. The eyes of the Lord uh, you know, run to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for someone whose heart is pure towards him, that he might show himself strong on their behalf. He's looking for men and women that will allow him to be him, you know. And uh, so that's an amazing thing. And then you see uh, that he wants that relationship. In other words, we're supposed to have this intimate fellowship with him. And uh, so there's so many things in prayer that are released. And you see that this is what gets his will done in the earth. And, you know, many times people are not... Uh, they're not actually seeing the will of God done because they're lacking prayer. In Amos uh, 3.7, I believe it is, where we talked about God does nothing in the earth without revealing it to his, prophet, to his prophets. And the whole point of his prophets is for them to speak out what the will of God is. So that's another purpose of prayer is to be the ambassador. So while we're in this earth, we're supposed to uh, pray as an ambassador. And so we've already co covered quite a number of questions about prayer. Definitely you can go back and watch those. Yeah. We've talked about do I pray silent? Do I pray in my mind? You know, uh, what are some of the other questions that, we, that we've covered? We so talked about praying in the spirit. We're talking yeah. about corporate prayer yeah. and, and uh, personal prayer. So many different yeah. things. Um, uh, a prayer chain, uh, yeah. silent prayer, you yeah. know, or um, unspoken, unspoken prayer, prayer request. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yeah. We've talked about a lot of these things. We've yeah. talked about the prayer of faith and the importance of connecting your heart to prayer. Uh, these are very, very important things in prayer. And a lot of times people are praying thinking that something's going to happen, but they're, they're not because they're outside of how God designed it to work. And so when we get inside of God's plan for prayer, uh, his, his ultimate goal, and he, and he tells us this, that when you pray, you'll have what you pray for. You know, yeah. So he's showing us, I want you, I want every person to get to the level, even if you're not there yet, I want every person to get to the level mm-hmm. where when you pray, yeah. things happen, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it comes to pass. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. So, when amen. Yeah. Like when it's really specific or general or different things like that. Yeah. Um, I think we, uh, the other question we answered was if someone is asking for prayer, can you force your prayer on someone else? Yeah. Like if they're not believing for it? Right. Um, that was a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've done a lot. So, guys, we want to encourage you. If you haven't yeah. been able to watch all of these Q&A uh, prayers, prayer Q&A sessions, we want to encourage you to go back into the archives and, and watch them because every single one of them is packed full mm-hmm. of just life-changing, you know, life-changing words that, that can just change and completely alter your prayer life. So we yeah. want to encourage you to go back and listen to them because there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot that we've covered. It's simple. We break it down. I'm a, your mic is pointed towards <laughs> Marky. Hi. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I looked down and was like, what is his mic doing? <laughs> I just wanted everyone to hear. Really yeah. <laughs> so I know you have some questions if you want to get those ready, but then Kevin just asked a question. This is a good question. He said, I recently decided to enter into prayer and not speak a word. Is this biblical in nature? Now, and that's one thing that we did talk about. In general, should prayer be in our mind or should it be spoken? So, <clears throat> excuse me, in general... Uh, we should be speaking prayer. You know, God is a speaking spirit. Mm-hmm. And how was power released? Uh, in Genesis, it doesn't say, let me just give this. In Genesis chapter 1, it doesn't say, and then God thought, let there be light, and there was light. No, God spoke it. And remember, part of prayer is speaking as an ambassador. In other words, I am speaking with words of power and creation I'm speaking out the will of God. All right, so most of the time in prayer, we want to speak out loud. It wants to come across. Remember also when we confess things in uh, Proverbs, I think it's 18, uh, 20, where where it talks about, I will eat the fruit of my lips, not the fruit of just my thoughts. In other words, we have to think. We have to speak and not just think. But um, yeah, Kevin and... I'm saying that, Kevin said, not in my mind or in, or in voice. I'm saying that to set up Ke- Kevin's question because you have to understand that prayer is speaking. But what he's talking about is, I believe, and he can yes or no this, but he's talking about when I come into corporate prayer, not taking over and not, not trying to be the only one who prays or always having something to pray. And so a lot of times what happens, yeah, oh, okay, are you talking about, he's talking about prayer doing nothing but listening. 
So he's talking about having a fellowship. Prayer, remember, prayer is a, is a back and forth. So let me address both of those items, one in personal prayer and one in corporate prayer. So it is good, and I've had the Lord tell me this as well. I've gone into multiple prayer groups, and the Lord says, I don't want you to say anything today. And uh, in other words, I'm there. My prayer is a prayer of agreement. I'm not leading anything. I'm not driving anything. I'm not letting people see that I know how to pray, right? Which is part of what Jesus you know, commanded us is, is to not be that person. However, somebody has to lead it to come into corporate prayer and agreement. There has to be somebody to lead it. The question is, we don't want to get outside of the will of the, the leading of the Spirit. We want it to be His leading. Who's leading that prayer? So let's say that I come into a corporate prayer setting and let's say that Barrett's leading the prayer. I'm not just, even though I'm the pastor, I'm not just going to run in there and override everything, right? That's not what I should do. At the same time, because I'm the pastor, Barrett should be willing to yield it to me at any moment. But many times I want that flow to come through her. I want her, I want her to operate in the gifting that God has her operating in if she's leading that prayer or if you were leading that prayer, you know, or you were leading that prayer. I don't want to just take that. That's what a good leader recognizes, but you don't just have to be a leader to recognize that. You want to you wanna recognize, make sure that this is God that's having me lead this in a corporate setting and not just my desire to be seen, not just my desire to be, you know, seen uh, as a prayer, not just my desire, you know, um, there, to not let anybody else you know, have it. In other words, leave the door open for somebody else to walk through. As a leader, one of the greatest things that I ever learned to do was when I had the answer, be quiet and let other people find their answer and then let them have that moment and let them hear how the Holy Ghost would lead them so now they're growing. I can always give the answer, but if I'm always giving the answer, what happens when I'm out of town? You got a bunch of people who are unskilled. So, you know, as a leader, I want to give opportunity. I can, most questions that come up, I can answer them in those settings. I I know what to pray. I know where to go. I know all those things. But my job is not to do that all the time. Well, you have that on a smaller scale as well. You might not be the pastor, but sometimes you want to back off and refrain from that. Now, what Kevin is asking is for that personal prayer is, um, yes, you need to have times where you stop talking. You know, if I came into my house and I'm talking to Nicole and all I do is talk for three hours straight and, and I'm expecting her to listen, well, one, that's rude. <laughs> Two, it's, it's not really a fellowship. It's a one-way conversation. It's a monologue, you know, and we need to have a dialogue with God. We need to have that time where we sit back and we're just listening and not, you know, we need to pray a lot in the Holy Ghost, but we need to be able to, you know, say, just have some fellowship time with the Lord. Lord, I praise you. I love you. And just meditate on him and, and not be saying anything and not even be trying to think anything. Just, just Lord, I'm here. I'm here with you. I, I'm here with you. You know, uh, last night, you know, we were coming back from a meeting. I hadn't seen Nicole very much in the last few days. And uh, I just said, I said, look, I want you to just to ride home with me. You know, just let's, and we talked about a few things, but not very many things, you know, just a few, uh, but just wanted that time together. Well, God wants that time with us too. You know, he wants that time with you. He wants that time with you. And we should desire just time with him. 
You know, we should design, not when we're doing something else. You know, we should have those moments. So it is good to sit there in that prayer. Uh, now, when it comes to speaking as his ambassador and a, a power prayer or a command prayer or an ambassadorial type prayer, that's when we speak out for him what he's saying. Just like Jesus never said anything but what he heard the Father say, right? And so you want to have those moments where you're doing it. A prayer is not just a one-sided conversation, though, just us talking to him the whole time. So, um, Kind of in light of his question, would that work the other way as well? Like where we just come into prayer and we never say anything and then we leave? Or, like, say it again. Like, um, like coming into prayer, not speaking or praying or thinking anything, but just kind of soaking there and then leaving without saying a thing. Yeah, you can. You just have to realize that at some point he will have you say something. Yeah. So, you know, everybody has comfort zones. Some, mm -hmm. Sometimes people's comfort zones are to talk a lot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're to talk none. Yeah. And pretty much everybody, God's going to pull you out of that comfort zone. Because mm -hmm. he loves you, he's yeah. going to discipline you. So he's going to pull you mm -hmm. out of what your flesh is comfortable in, no matter what that is. Yeah. Uh, that's what his love does, because mm -hmm. he's going to grow you. Mm -hmm. if, if you're wanting to talk all the time, generally that's on the side of a pride issue. If you're not wanting to talk at all, generally that's on the side of a pride issue. Mm -hmm. And um, so they're both pride issues. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, um, mm -hmm. they manifest in different ways, but they're both ditches. Mm -hmm. You know, it's either pride or fear which run hand in hand either way. So, okay. Yeah. Learning that helped me a lot because I was, I, I was able to make the excuse of um, not talking in front of people much or things until I learned that it was pride. I was like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Well, you don't want to, you know, you're not wanting anybody to see that you could miss it or yeah, mess up a lot of Yeah, not being so prideful of I can't fail. Yeah, I can't fail. And it's actually, it's like uh, indirect pride, yep. and uh, but it's still pride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's, and a lot of times we have those issues, we don't even recognize them and connect them. And, uh, but over time of, you know, ministering for years, you start to figure some stuff out. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah. then we can help you quickly, yes. whereas it took us a long time, so. Yes. Barrett asked a question. She said, as a leader, how would you recommend raising up prayers? As they're yielding and submitting to the leader in prayer, what's the most effective way to help CTTM? Coach, teach, train, and mentor is what she's asking. Um, that's from the leadership training. If you haven't seen the leadership training, you need to see the leadership training. But um, So in coaching, teaching, training, and mentoring, um, and raising up prayers, the, the, Probably the number one thing for raising up prayers is just keep praying. <laughs> like have time and grade. The more you're there, the more you pray, the more you'll grow in it. A lot of my, uh, my, a lot of my personal leading came from my personal time, but a lot of my public learning to lead came from corporate prayer times. So when I was learning the leading of the Holy Ghost and what to do, a lot of that came while I was not realizing I was practicing um, praying you know, in a corporate prayer time. So corporate prayer is one of the greatest places to learn uh, the things of the Lord and the flow of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's a great time to practice some things, see what's working, see what's not. And uh, so that's just, that's just my experience. But it's, it's one of those things where it's just so important. 
uh, to just be there. So if you want to grow in the spirit and the flow of the spirit, be at corporate prayer. And um, but the other the other thing is, as a leader that's raising up leaders, you have to shut up. You have to you know, and and Barrett sitting over here, but we've talked about that, and and I've had to learn that lesson. That's what I was just saying is. You have to let other people pray, and you have to let it be awkward, and um, you know, let that awkwardness happen. And it's like in the leadership training, it's like um, um, what's what's the healthy conflict? You know, it's it's a it's a type of healthy conflict that allows people to you know to come out of that. And so one of the things that I would do too is when I knew that somebody had something, I would call them to. You know, do and then they may do good. They may they might not do good. Uh, they shouldn't be at the place where God basically wouldn't tell you to call somebody out that's going to be completely derailed by missing it. Uh, they should be okay to miss it. Be healthy enough to you know. It's kind of like if you're not healthy and you scratch yourself, uh, if you're really bad off in health, it won't form a scab. But if you are healthy and you scratch yourself, it'll form a scab and heal. And so. Uh, if your body's in a good shape. So spiritually, we should be that way as well. And basically, the Holy Spirit's not going to call out somebody that if they take a nick, that they can't heal from it. And so you have to, as a leader, you have to know, you know, the Lord is telling me specifically to call this person out and to have them bring their supply. Um, And it's really good to, hey, Pastor Ben from Uganda, good to see you. Amen. We love you very much. And uh, so... Uh, when you're in that corporate time and you're leading people, you want to be led by the Holy Ghost who has something. A lot of times I'll know somebody has something and they don't know they have something. But if they'll start taking steps in that direction, God will fill fill their spirit and fill their mouth with that thing. And uh, I've watched that. And and I've watched that many times in people, but the reason I know it is because that's what he did to me. He was like, just step out now. I was like, I don't have anything. He says, start and yeah. I'd start, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit would move in and show me you know, exactly what needs to do. Um, I've learned that just in ministry time. There's multiple times where I sought the Lord all week. I didn't have a message. It's Sunday morning. Worship's over. They're calling on me to preach, and you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened multiple times. And I get up there, and I even had it one time where I didn't have a message for like five minutes. And and granted, that's probably me, you know, that's missing it. But still, it's awkward. I'm the one supposed to have a word. And it's not, it's not a lack of, um, it's not a lack of having something to say. It's which thing to say, you know. Like, it's like I could get on here right now and I could, I could preach 30 different messages. The issue is what does God want to say today? It's not, it's not what I can do. It's what does he want to do? Yeah. And so then, but by trusting him, one time I got up to preach and I was like, Joe, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost, you know? And uh, all of a sudden, as we prayed within a couple of minutes, all of a sudden, uh, the wisdom of the Lord came. I knew exactly what to do. And it was one of those days where people were like, that is exactly what I needed to hear. And I didn't even have a message. When I went up to the, to the uh, platform to speak, I didn't even have a message. So how is it that you cannot even have a message but still meet people exactly where they need to be because God will give you what you need if you will yield to him. But many people, like in that prayer, they won't yield to him, and so they never get utilized by him. So a lot of times I will, um, I will ask people, you know, 
to pray or ask them to pray over a certain thing. And as they do it, they'll actually be strengthened, they'll grow. And even if they miss it, they'll be okay if they'll accept healing. They'll be okay. And they'll go back and they'll be stronger. It'll give us, even if they miss it, it gives us a moment to talk about that. And why was it difficult? Why did, you know, a lot of times, why did you make it hard? It doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy and light. So why did you make it hard? And um, so uh, even if they miss it, it's a teachable moment. So it's a coaching, teaching, training, and mentoring moment. Uh, But then if they do it right, it's such a great win. And when you start stacking up wins in people's columns, you know, and they have a win, 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 it builds confidence in the Lord. And only they have to watch pride. You know, uh, you have to watch pride because... It's the funny thing about the corrupted human nature is that as soon as we win, you know, we think we've arrived and we we step into that. So you really have to watch that. Be mindful of it all the time. It's always going to be there as long as we have this flesh. But um, that's that's one of the biggest things is stepping out of the way when you're teaching other people. Step out of the way. Hear from the Lord when to utilize them and uh, go from there. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a question kind of along the lines is, and it might just be a super simple answer, but when you're in corporate prayer, um, what do you, and maybe it's just a discerning, but are, is there any marker of knowing when something is for you personally or if it's for the body? Because um, I know I've had moments where I haven't been sure at times. Yeah. Something is, because I know technically when you go into corporate prayer, it shouldn't be all about like, oh, this is, I haven't spent time with the Lord all week. This is my time for me and God to spend together. Like it, yeah. it should be focused on the body. It should be focused on what God wants to do and not just on ourselves. At the same time, he's going to probably speak to us or certain things about yeah. ourselves, but distinguishing, okay, this is just for me or I need to pray this out for everybody. Well, you, you kind of learn as you go what that is. Um, a lot of times uh, you have to understand that God's big enough to be able to handle both corporate and personal things at the same time. So uh, if he, in other words, he's not limited, okay, you're in corporate prayer. This is only corporate. You know, I'm only going to give you corporate stuff for this hour. You know, that's not the way it works. He's, <laughs> My brain is like, yeah. Let's create lines and yeah, dividing. But and <laughs> that's, not, that's not what he does. He'll, and matter of fact, uh, for example, last week I was at the conference all week, and, uh, which was tremendous. But one of the things that happened was here they are talking uh, about preaching and talking about you know, whatever it was they were ministering on that day. And the Lord starts talking to me about what to do here, what to do here back at home. So he starts giving me guidance kind of personally, and uh, that's what will happen. The anointing will cause you to know. So when you enter into a corporate prayer time or a personal prayer time, you're entering into an anointing, and that anointing, you know, First uh, John 2.20, I believe it is. Put that in the comments, please, First uh, John 2.20. So it says you have the unction or you have the anointing and you know. Okay, so a lot of times what happens is that you actually, when you move into the anointing, the Holy Spirit will start to enlighten certain things. Some of those will be personal, some will be corporate. And now, a lot of times they will flow along the lines of what you're praying over, but not always. So, for example, I had, if you remember in the message when we were welcoming people, not three days ago Sunday, but a week and three days ago, um, I said, 
oh, Lord, okay, what do you want me to do with that? I said that on the platform. What do you want me to do with that? The issue is I had a vision of something in my spirit, and it kind of confused me. It was an odd time for him to release it. The Holy Spirit was moving and flowing, but I, at first, because we were in that setting, I was like, this is for somebody here. This is something. But he never gave me that for anybody. He never connected the dots. And what I realized, he was just talking to me. And um, he was just showing something uh, for us and something that was personal. And then it was interesting because I was on the phone uh, with Ted Sr., uh, Ted Shellsworth Sr. yesterday. And uh, we were talking about some other stuff. And then out of the blue, he pulls up that same thing that I had a vision on. Like, you know, we were going this way, and his comment, what he brought up was this way. It was totally off topic. And I said, that's really funny you say that. And uh, so the issue was, it was, that was a confirmation of it, but that was a personal thing right in the middle of a corporate service while I'm welcoming people. I'm standing on the platform welcoming people. I'm like, what did I just see exactly? And so you have to, what you'll, and so if I don't know, either you'll know right then, or if you don't know, just when you think of it, pray in the Holy Ghost, just start praying in the Holy Ghost and the Lord will connect all those dots. So, and if he doesn't show you before the, the corporate time is over, then you don't have to worry about it. But what you can do is say, the best thing to do in that moment is say, hey, I just had this thought, I just saw this, I believe in my spirit, and take it to the leader and say, what do you, I don't know if it's for me or for, uh, you know, for everybody. And a lot of times it will, that leader will know almost immediately if it's for you. Or that leader will, will almost every time, not, I won't say absolutely every time, but almost every time that leader will have almost instantaneous discernment, whether it's for you or, or other people. Okay. So, yeah. So basically, kind of summarizing a lot of this, you know, to develop your prayer time, you know, be in the anointing, be in the prayer, pray. Yeah. The more you pray, the more you'll develop that. And, you know, just, you know, go to your leaders and they'll kind of help you distinguish, yes. hey, that was yeah. God and that might not have been God. And that'll really help develop you and give you wisdom on. on yeah. Prayer. Is there, is there yeah. would you say outside of that, is there any other ways that you would say to de just really develop your prayer life? Well, pray, pray a whole lot in the Holy Ghost all the time. That's always the answer. Yeah. To develop you in any way, pray in the Holy Spirit. Because the more you pray in the Holy Spirit, the more you're going to flow in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And a life, a mindset on the Spirit yeah. is life and peace. And a mindset on the flesh is death. Yeah. So the more things you do by the Holy Ghost, the more your life is going to be filled yeah. with the fullness of life and peace. And uh, you want to just... Pray in the Holy Ghost. Remember what Paul says. He says, I pray in tongues more than you all, more than the whole church. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of praying, mm -hmm. right? And they were, they were in error for praying in tongues wrongly, so they were obviously doing that, obviously had some experience, and yet Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. Mm -hmm. More than you all. You know, and so what he's showing by the Holy Ghost there is that we really need to be praying a lot mm -hmm. in, in tongues. That should be our default. Mm -hmm. And that's what it means, pray without ceasing, is we always have a spirit of prayer on us mm -hmm. in our downtimes, in our uptimes, mm -hmm. everything. And so uh, I seek to, and I, I haven't always done this, but I seek to literally have moments where I am praying mm -hmm. 
in the spirit all the time. You know, if I'm driving down the road, I'm praying in the spirit. If I'm if I'm not on the phone, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm, we need to pray by the Holy Ghost a lot, and that helps us because if the Holy Spirit you know was here and your spirit is your inner man, He's going to talk to your inner man. And the more we hear uh, that communication, we yield ourselves to the flow of the leading of the Holy Ghost, the more we open up ourselves to that, the more we're going to recognize the moves of the Spirit, you know, what He wants to do, where He wants to go, how, how fast, how powerful. You'll start to recognize those things, and the more you recognize those, the more you'll be yielded to flow, you know, better. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like going, um, if you go out to the ocean, and you go just, you don't have to go far into the waves at all, but uh, you can tell when you're going against the current. Mm-hmm. You can tell when you're going against the waves. You know, you have a current underneath the water. Then you have waves that are coming in basically at pretty much a straight angle, sometimes at, at a more of an angle. But you can tell when you're going against the current and going against the waves. Mm-hmm. But you can also tell if you turn towards that. So in other words, there's always resistance when I'm going against that flow. Mm-hmm. But if I turn towards those waves and go with those waves, it's easy, and I can literally be, you know, uh, have be, you know, pushed along forcefully, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I can have a propulsion through that simply by, uh, you know, here's the waves, uh, you know, here's the waves. I can have propulsion simply by lining up in that flow, and so the Holy Ghost always has a flow. There's always a flow. And if I will learn to, what those markers are and that sense is in my spirit line up with the Holy Ghost, it's going to be so much easier. And, and life will be easier. Life, full, that's why life and peace. Because if you turn against the flow, it's not peace. It's, you know, and, and the wave can, you know, tumble you. And, um, but if I turn with the flow, it's peaceful and actually fun. Right? But if I make any degree out of that flow, it immediately starts to get more chaotic mm-hmm. and more out of peace. And so the more I learn the flow of the Holy Ghost and pray in the Spirit, the, the better it is. So. Oh, my gosh. It's 1250. No! <laughs> Ask I'm, your questions. Quick. I have so many questions. No! Oh, my goodness. Um, would you like me to ask a question? <laughs> yeah. Well, Barrett said this. Yeah. Um, she said, you have a really good example when the Lord told you to set reminders every 15 minutes to pray. Yeah. yeah, so what I did, and the Lord told me to do this. It wasn't something I just made up, but it's not a bad thing to do. I, I can't see how this would be bad for anybody to do. Yeah. And uh, it says this. It says, uh, he told me to set reminders on my watch. So every, every 15 minutes, my watch would you know, go off. And it would remind me to pray. And what that did was it set me uh, in a position to constantly hear from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, there's my dad. Thank you. He's a good example about flowing with the Holy Ghost. So, Dad, if you remember um, that account we had, the Presbyterian homes, I remember uh, it was an account that I was working at. I remember being in the parking lot, and it was the first day the Lord had told me to set my watch. And I set my watch every 15 minutes and uh, to pray because I saw Pray Without Ceasing, and I was reading a book by Smith Wigglesworth. And uh, the way I remember it is some people say 30 minutes, some people say 15. I remember it as 15, but 
it, it could have been 30. It's, it's been a long time. I need to go back and reference that book. But anyway, he said, I never pray longer than 15 minutes. And I never go 15 minutes without praying. And I went, that's awesome. As soon as I read that, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to do that. I said, okay. So I had a command now. So I set my watch. I was like, how am I going to do that? I set my watch for 15 minutes. And every 15 minutes, it would remind me to pray. And that was great. Uh, until about noontime, and I had prayed out everything I could pray. <laughs> like I had prayed over family, I had prayed over jobs, I had thanked him for everything I could think to thank him for, and I know that there was more stuff, but my brain was out. You know, I've, I've it was gone to the empty. point of like, so, I've gone to the point of like, yeah. I pray for the whole world. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And eventually it was like, your will be done. And then I got to about noontime, and I was sitting in the parking lot at that account. And my watch went off to pray again. I'm like, I don't, I said, and this was the beginning of fellowship. This moment was the beginning of fellowship. Because instead of just talking to God, I started talking with God. And I said, and it was right here. And I, I'd had that before, but this moment changed everything. It was in that account parking lot. And I'm sitting there. I said, I, I don't know what to pray. I said, I've, I said, I've already prayed out. I said, what should I pray over, Lord? I, and, and he immediately spoke to me. He said, why don't you pray in the Holy Spirit? He was so gentle. It wasn't like, duh. you know. <laughs> and I, but I, as soon as he said it, I was like, Duh. <laughs> yeah, why didn't I think of that? And he, he said, you pray out the things, the mysteries of God. You pray out the perfect will of God. Just pray in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that began a fellowship and a flow of the Holy Ghost. And um, all of a sudden, I started praying in the Spirit. And every 15 minutes, it would go off. And I didn't have to worry about what to pray anymore. Mm -hmm. But as I would pray in the Holy Ghost, up would be a prompting to pray something in English. And then I'd pray that out as his ambassador in English, mm -hmm. and then I'd go back to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Then I'd pray it out. You know, he'd give me something else. I'd pray that out in English. I'd speak as his ambassador, mm -hmm. and then I'd go back to praying in the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as I would do that, you got to think, if the Holy Spirit is there, he's constantly communicating with my inner man. Mm -hmm. And so he's constantly communicating. I'm beginning to learn the sense of the flow of the Holy Spirit. So immediately, as I keep praying over time, I'm coming into line with the Holy Ghost. And I, honestly, life got easier. And I set a habit, whereas the watch, and I, I eventually stopped it because by the time the watch would go off, I was already praying. And so I'd already started to pray, and he was leading me. And so I'd, I had created a habit of prayer a habit of prayer. And I I'd created a spirit of prayer so that literally I was praying without ceasing. I would talk to people for business for what I need, but I was praying without ceasing all the time I was praying. And then I'd find myself driving down the road and um, I would have been driving for an hour and I'm, I'd kind of come to myself and say, man, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. When did that start? And I think back, I was like, how long have I been praying in the spirit? In other words, 
the Holy Spirit was having my spirit man pray and my brain didn't even lock it in that I, it became so normal and natural to me. I was just flowing by the Holy Ghost. And we, we need more people doing that. We need more people. And that really, really uh, helped. It helped me to learn the voice of the Holy Spirit and the notions of the Holy Spirit. And it all came just through prayer and that intimate fellowship with him. Good. Yeah. And so, I, you know, in learning how to do that, the more we pray in the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. the better off we're going to be. So, amen. We're going to answer those tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we'll answer, we'll answer more of these questions. We're going to jump right on these questions tomorrow. And, uh, but that's a really good yeah. session today yeah. about you know, how to be led and how to grow in our leading of the Holy Ghost. So very important. So, amen. Amen. Ben from Uganda is putting up some good scriptures. Amen. Amen. He says, let me just read this one to you. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in the inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. So even in that verse, which is a good verse based off of what we're talking about, he says, I pray that out of his glorious riches. So we're not pulling out of our own supply. We're pouring out of, we're pulling out of his glorious riches. And out of his supply, he will strengthen us with power through his spirit. So through his spirit in your inner being. So when we start to pray in the Holy Spirit on a regular, on a regular basis, our inner man will then be uh, turned on and come alive by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the more we pray in the Holy Spirit, the more we will be strengthened in our life. And, uh, so, and then he says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So of course, you know, the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the Father always agree. And so if we're moving by the Holy Spirit, we're moving by Christ. We're moving by the Father. And so when we start moving by the Holy Spirit, we're going to see Christ have a place in our hearts and a place in our lives like he's never had before, on a level that he's never had before because we're yielding to the Holy Ghost and receiving from him on a different level. So, amen. Amen. Good verse, Ben. Yeah. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And if yeah. you have more questions, make sure you bring them tomorrow. Um, we'll get into these questions. It'll be good. It'll be amen. good. But we also want to remind you, we've had a bunch of these, and we want to encourage you to watch those again. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today. This has been awesome. Amen. Been awesome Glory today. to God. Well, yeah. if you would like to sow today, you're welcome to. And we encourage you to sow. It is very biblical yeah. uh, to sow into the word that you're receiving. You know, if, if people actually take today's message and they start to apply it, their spiritual life is going to grow immensely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it has no choice because yeah. you're lining yourself up with what the word says. Yeah. Yeah. And so... As you do that, well, if your spiritual life grows immensely, then the rest of your life is going to be blessed out of that. And the, and the word says when somebody takes the word of God and teaches you on that, then you should share out of your supply. And uh, you know, you, then you have the verse that says don't muzzle the ox that's treading out the corn. Yeah. And so one of the things that we want to make sure that we do is that we are obedient 
We're obedient to say, Lord, I, I just received from your word. I received some life-giving word. And my responsibility is to share with those who are, who are giving that word. And so we encourage you today to share with that. You can go to giveww.org. All of the ways to give are right there. Uh, another thing that you can do, you have Venmo is at BC, Cash App, Cash Tag, GiveWW. Facebook, you can type in hashtag uh, donate followed by the amount. Uh, text to give, you can give cryptocurrency, you can do all that stuff. And it's all there on the screen. You can see the different things. Uh, but we just praise God for you. And uh, we want to pray over anything that you are sowing today. And uh, amen. Ben says, thanks for encouraging every day, Pastor. You are so welcome. And Ben, I look forward to meeting you someday. Praise God. As the Lord has it lined up, we will meet and it'll be awesome. Amen. He says, I'm blessed every day with your word from the throne of grace. What a great compliment. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate it. God is so good. And the truth is we couldn't do any of this if it wasn't for his goodness and his faithfulness. And so, well, let's just pray over anybody that may be sowing today. And uh, so, Lord, right now, anything that anybody has given, let it even their prayers, Lord, if they're just giving a share, they're sharing the YouTube video, they're sharing it to Twitter, sharing it to Facebook, they're sharing the Facebook video. Lord, they're sharing it in any form or fashion. They're getting the link and texting it to their friends who's excited about prayer and wants to grow in prayer. Lord, that, that is a partnership with us to get the word out. Lord, if they are sowing finances uh, from the smallest to the biggest, let it be blessed as they purpose in their hearts to give with a cheerful and abounding heart, Lord. Let it be given back to them, overflowing, supernatural in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for continuing to erase debt in the lives of the people attached to this Thank ministry. You, Thank, Thank you, Lord, for continuing to bring supernatural increase. This is truly in this ministry and the people that are attached to it. It is a year of increase. Lord, we believe it. We receive it. We have it now. Lord, bring that increase supernaturally now in Jesus' name. And we just praise you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. And I, I want to tell you this as well. Don't, um, in your giving, in your giving, don't despise the small beginnings. You know, what's more important I've found is not that you save up just for one big gift. It's that you, it's just like prayer without ceasing, that we give without ceasing, that we get to the place where we're saying, Lord, I give to you on a regular basis. In other words, I would rather, me personally, I, Nicole and I have learned this, I would rather that we gave a small amount all the time on regular intervals than one big amount one time. Because what we'll find is those small amounts will a lot of times add up to be more. But also, it keeps me in a heart of giving. And 2 Corinthians 9 shows me that I must purpose myself to be a cheerful giver. So if, if you have, if you're you know, logging in, you go to giveww.org and, and all you have to give is a dollar, you know? All, all you have to give is like one dollar worth. That's fine. That, those, those gifts make me want to cry and weep for the joy of the Lord because it's beautiful that people, they, they want to give more than they're concerned with what it looks like. Yeah. 
Their mm -hmm. heart is more to give. And that always blesses me. And so don't despise the small beginnings of your giving. And, uh, but as you sow, you can't keep sowing like that and stay at the same place. Yeah. God will raise you up. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was, um, there was uh, uh, gracious, trying to think. Bishop Rick Thomas tells a story of a lady who had like no money. She couldn't do um, she couldn't do $30 a month in her giving. She was believing God to get out of a situation and uh, she had basically no money. She she couldn't give uh, she couldn't give 10 cents. I think she started giving literally one penny a day. She said, "I'm going to give on a regular basis." And she decided, "I'm giving one penny a day." Most people would be so embarrassed to give that. Uh, most people would be so embarrassed to give that amount. And, um, but yet she did that. Well, that one penny turned into, turned into 10 cents a day. It turned into 25 cents a day. And then all of a sudden, this lady went on and she completely broke the back of that poverty. Ended up somebody gave her a house, gave her a car, and everything. Literally, a lady said, I'm, I want you to live with me, but I'm deeding the house in your name. And so when I pass, you're going to have it. And uh, it was just an amazing story. And in his story, he had two people that were side by side. One of them got it. One of them didn't. So don't despise those small beginnings. So, yeah. Amen. We just praise God for you. And uh, we thank the Lord for you. And thank you for being with us yeah. here today. And uh, thank you for anything that you are sowing and giving. Uh, you are helping to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world. And we want the best for you. We're believing in you. We're believing for you. We're praying for you. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about prayer. And we love you so very much. We'll see you then. Here is Barrett to wrap today up. And uh, we praise God. Bye-bye. I pulled a buddy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Buddy doesn't do that often. But thank you for being on with us today. We love you. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130. And you heard it here first today. Tomorrow we're going to be doing another Q&A video on prayer. Prayer changes everything here on the earth. And so we want you to ensure that you get every bit of wisdom that you can on prayer. So that way you start seeing your prayers answered regularly all the time, just the way Jesus did. We love you. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130 and we'll see you there.
Thank <laughs> you. 